Hi everybody, this is Royce. I would like to welcome you to the table. Today I am joined with my Adam. Hi. And Jesse. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, we're idiots. Yeah, we all are. Right, all right. So, Here, last time we talked about D&D. We mainly talked about, um, it's been a couple of recordings. Um, we talked about being players in games and our experience as players. Uh, a player every day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Limousine riding, jet flying, Woo! don't have a helicopter, never mind. Um, <laughs> we both said two problematic things. Uh, <laughs> you said limousine. What? You said limousine. Oh, I no, said helicopter at the end of it. Don't worry um, about it. So I want to talk about being a DM mm-hmm. uh, this episode. And I've got two situations. That, oh, yeah? Uh, one's haha funny. Yeah. And my oversight in the situation. And it's, that's going to be a quick one. And then the second one is a little bit more DM therapy. Okay. That I, y'all probably either help me or hurt me a little bit more. Okay. okay. All right. Let's so, go. And it's far enough out that with these recordings... That I'm not worried about the spoilers for the game I'm going to talk right. about. Hey, well, so, how about you give us some of your experiences? Like, how long have you been a DM? Um, so, what, we said six years since the first game you ran? I think so. So, five years and ten months. <laughs> <laughs> with the whole thing, I guess we'll go into my situations later. And we'll yeah. go around the table with this. Yeah. So, like we said last time, you were my first DM. Um, Too sweet. And then there was a friend... Sorry. <laughs> uh, there was a friend that asked about this is the funny part asked about me running D&D or asked about the, the group that I'm with playing D&D and that I should run it um, that guy has rarely played mm-hmm. he's the whole he's, he was the rock that pushed the boulder down the hill uh, <laughs> and has rarely played but since then it's been mainly you know during off season I've either had a game every weekend, uh, weekend pretty much uh, pretty consistent, unless someone else was running it. I mean, I ran for I've ran two games in one day yep. between running one for y'all and then going Go home, home and then running run another one, which insane. I do not recommend you do more than one game a week. Yeah, that's just my opinion. I've tried to get uh, a bunch of randoms on Roll Twenty. It always falls apart because of the work schedule and just not having enough uh, energy to do prep for more than two games at a time. Understandable. So that's my experience. Mm-hmm. I know y'all probably. You know, what y'all's, what, Adam, when did you start DMing? Uh, I started DMing after uh, high school because when me and Jesse were in high school, we had Brett was our DM. Mm-hmm. 100% 24-7. I, I think he really liked it because he liked, because like we said, Brett's really great at storytelling. Yeah, he loves the storytelling. Getting there is kind of an issue, but, you know, you have to have heard cats. Yeah. Especially whenever with us, there's like six players or six there's characters. six, six to eight us. players. And that's big. That's and, a, that's and, a, and, mm. and that play group is the reason why I never go higher than six. Mm-hmm. Like six is pushing. I think four is the golden zone. I think four to five is. Uh, but six for me is, is straight up the hard limit. If you, I'm not going to be a player or a DM if you um, have more than six players. Yeah, because it can be hard for the for the DM. To I'm keep not attention. And I'm not putting up characters. Yeah. That's a no for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But so, so so for me when I was in high school, I think it was um after after high school, I think it was sometime in college, I've wanted to run a few games. It what really took off was whenever uh I was playing with some other friends of mine. Um and I was like, Hey, I wanna try being a DM. And the other guys I play with have been playing, like they're the ones that got Brett into playing. Mm-hmm. 
and then which got us into it. So they're like my grandparents of yep. D and D. My D and D grandparents. And and so D&D so D&D I've I've been a DM since 2015. Yeah. So a little like a year before, mm-hmm. or like before, I was I was I've DM before. Um, actually, no. You know how I was your first DM? That was my first DMing, actually. Oh, that, yeah. was, that was his first. That, that was my first DM. Yeah, that was my yeah. first oh, time. Your first time. Yeah. That's cute. You're, you're forgettable. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um. So so that was that was when I first started. So I've been DMing about the same time that you have. Uh, but I've encountered probably wackier, like, I've... Yeah, my players have been the, the solid four, that yeah. are my, the friends from post-high school, y'all, and then randoms on the internet. Yeah, so. no, but, like, for, for me, it's not like... Ever, everyone who plays, like, as a player and as a DM, you know certain players have an archetype. They, like, a range, oh. it might be two classes, might be one class, might be martial classes or you know or whatever that but they each player has a range that they are yeah. super comfortable no in and out know the mechanics and all that stuff yeah. with um i don't have that luxury with the players i play with because they're just like i'm bored of casting i'm gonna do a barbarian okay and then they proceed to nitpick crazy mechanics or certain things about barbarians that make them really strong and the only way to defeat them, not defeat them, I'm sorry, bad phrasing, the only way to challenge challenge them is by removing like 80% of what makes their character super, super good and leave them with just core mechanics. Mm-hmm. And they have, def- and we'll get into blunders later. Um, but so like, I, that's my D&D experience has just been, I've had the same amount of players, but I've done a lot of playing and I've done a lot of wacky things and experienced a bunch of wacky things so that's me it's Jesse my I've been playing D&D since about when Adam started playing which we we talked about in the last D&D podcast so for a few years about 12-13 years a long time we've been playing D&D for a long time Uh, I always liked the idea of DMing I like the idea of storytelling but I really haven't had the time to prep the right way you have to prep if you want a solid story anyway. Mm-hmm. Unless you just want to do dungeon crawls or one-offs. So I've DM'd a couple of times here and there. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I really want to do it. I really want to keep on DMing. Uh, hopefully I can get... Just do it in your free time. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what free time? Ho- hopefully I can find free time and do it. Because that's the that's the goal, of course, one day. Is to either run a podcast, a D&D session with the podcast. Or do like D&D sessions for YouTube in general. And yeah. I, I would love to run that. Uh, but my, my few D&D experiences have been great, I think. Uh, I, I have to work on my like pacing and stuff like that with the story. I have really big ideas, but I have to remember, I gotta condense it down and make it to where like the, the combat needs to go through quickly and fluently so people don't get bored. Uh, I need to keep the, the hooks better, like get, get a good hook at the start of a story because there's so much there to do just to keep people engaged in the session and i got a lot to learn before i really I mean, get into that so a lot of things with, DM, with being a dm i hate to say it is is failing because you can't that's that's the one thing that sucks about getting really good at something is you have to know what doesn't work and the only way to do that is by i 
talking about it. And the thing is, what works for one it. group doesn't work for the next group. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't and, work player to player. And there, there was the the one session that I try I tried to run one uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, uh, maybe maybe a year Depends ago. Which one you're talking about? Uh, the yeah, there's been a couple that I'd started. And, which which character was I? Uh, this is whenever he was the <laughs> chipmunk warrior. Yeah, and I was a warlock ranger. You were a warlock ranger. ranger. And I, was, I was the Italian bard, Red which was Custer. great. And like, I spent I think a solid week or two with everybody getting like a character together. And I like the idea of giving everybody like a specific, uh, special to them item or weapon. That's just my my I guess DM style. I like that. And so I remember like putting in that work and having a great time talking with everybody. And like, uh, we were me and Royce would be working, and I'd be like throwing ideas of. Of like what his shield could do because he had a, a an acorn shield and what other people's stuff could do and Royce would Royce has read like all the books and it's a I, curse and, yes. it's a, and so like Royce has the knowledge there. The thing is, this morning, oh, which we're recording, I'm lying in bed. I'm off. I'm off on this Saturday, so I'm lying in bed. I'm watching a old movie, and it's like seven thirty because I'm a boomer and I can't sleep in on my days off. And I get a Discord message from one of my players. Um, Hey, I got a question to run by you. I was like, okay, I'll get up, I'll get changed, and I'll get on Discord, and we can talk about it. Um, and it's just was a pure mechanic question, like, hey, what does this do? I was like, I hate that this is who I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's great, especially when it comes because it's a dual-edged sword, a dual side, I don't, whatever. I said it wrong the other time I, in a session, but um, double-edged, double-edged sword. Um, it's a dual-sided sword. Like Darth Maul. <laughs> Knowing those rules, it it's a struggle for me, and we've talked about this a little yep. bit, of getting past the rules and just getting to the fun. Because mm-hmm. that's the main goal of D&D is to roll dice and have fun. Yeah, yep. that and, is the DM's yeah. goal. Mm-hmm. Is to have, have and when you said uh, defeat your players, yeah, there three archetypes of DM, and I think everybody needs the three. You're the director, you're the... Uh, villain? Uh, yeah, you're the villain. And then you're also, um, I don't even know. Describe it. I, my head just, the, the train left the tracks and the conductor's on the platform. Um, <laughs> the, you said leader, villain, hero, uh, no, it's a, a director. Parent? Well, you're the storyteller as well. Like, you're trying to, you're the, you're the booker, you're the talent, you're the, um, general manager of okay. everything. So, you can't. You build the house. You furnish the house, and the players have to live in the house. And you have, you to, have play, to take care. You of the have house. to make. You're the maintaining the house. I. It's in the Dragon Age RPG book. I just read it like two weeks ago, because that's what I do. As I get on drive through RPG and just buy stupid <laughs> books and I read them. <laughs> like I have no intention of running. Dragon Age RPG I've but, read halfway through the but book. the ideas that you can get from it though yeah, that, that's, that's your that's your weapons mm-hmm. you always need to be consuming um, some kind of content either another game a, a TV show a book I mean I listen to books while I work uh, if I'm not listening to a podcast and you know just like okay next session that's what we're doing <laughs> yeah and like and uh, there's some like there's a few uh, sessions that uh, Royce has been a part of as a player, and you can see I, I've seen it like a rule will happen, and you're like, I you you, you see like a visible like wince. I bit my and, tongue, and buddy. He's, yes. he's like, it's for fun. Oh, I'm it's sorry. For <laughs> it's for fun. It's not. It's it's yeah. That's fine. And then then mm-hmm. he's over it. And then he okay okay. I'm sorry. Royce 
is the perfect fall guy as a player, though. I, I just want to say that we, real quick. We said that last we time. We said that last time. Sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on that again. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the train left the tracks just as fast as yours did. Yep. I had an idea, and it was good, and it's gone. So what would be some of the – what's some of the stories you were talking about at the start of your DMing? That you were talking about with your friends. You said you had oh, a the, question and something else or a story. Well, the two situations that I was going to bring up is if the, I started running a new session, um, we're probably by the time this comes out, or we're probably ten sessions in. We're like at three or four now, so I'm not worried about spoilers. I started the first one's funny. This first one is humorous. And it's a little immature. Oh uh, no! Because really? it went straight over my head. This the the situation that has come from this has n- never crossed my mind whenever I put this in. So I started them in a nautiloid in a ship because mm-hmm. it's a spell jammer. Yeah. Did you play Baldur's Gate three recently? No, I have not. Um, <laughs> so it's, a, it's we started, the first three sessions are kind of a dungeon crawl. Yeah. And everybody loved them. And the third session is where the next problem comes from. But the second session there was a I did a random table for treasure just to get ideas. And whenever I say what came up, y'all are going to laugh because you know what's coming. Oh, no. So, rolled, rolled on the table. Ring of X-ray vision. <laughs> and immediately, yeah, you're giggling. Immediately, my thought is, okay, the rogue can use it to look through chest. The, uh, yeah, I bet he can. The monk, <laughs> <laughs> the monk can, you know, scout through doors before they kick them in. Yeah. You know, just like so, like it's a utility. It's not, it's not a direct stat boost, but it can get information where they can help no. them with the situation. You can. This is a great thing. A mind flare captain would probably have one of these. I would think. So we're putting it in his cabin quarters, and they find it. We all know what happens. Yep. The wizard gets it, and now I have to think about my NPCs naked. Uh, yeah, told you. Yep. 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 It never crossed my mind. Like, I record my sessions just for me, so I can listen throughout the work week. So I can, like, if I can pick up on little like phrases that people say and like where we want to go, which is a great tool if you can do that. Um, just because you miss stuff even in the moment, mm. and I'm terrible at taking notes on pad and pen, and I also don't hear stuff. So that session was hard to listen to because the entire time it's me giggling like a schoolgirl <laughs> and saying I hate you for making me do this and then the the guy who's playing the wizard just you know laughing laughing at our pain, at my pain mm. so that's that's the funny one um, that the only thing I could fix that is you know just have better players and yeah. the thing is I know I know, <laughs> I know these guys wizard <laughs> The last two years of high school, we were we played tons of games together. We've hung around each other. We've been doing D and D for almost six years. I know what this guy in particular is like, but I did not see that coming at all. It's just, it's just one of those moments. You were you were in the in the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you were like, "This is gonna be great." Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry for you. Um, so the second situation, it's a little bit more serious. Um, the third session of that campaign was by all accounts one of the better sessions pro- not probably the best session that I've run because everyone enjoyed it they were talking about it five days later which is the the key part and I've run a session since then and my whole like fear was that the next one was going to be a super letdown mm. like the the high was so high that the the some the the, the valley's coming <laughs> so the Last session I ran with it, 
it was off the wall. Like, we're not going to progress the story. We're just did the fear of like, okay, let's slow down a little bit. And uh, so I got a session tomorrow, and then I'm going to take two weeks off and let one of the guys is going to run a two shot. Um, but it's just the the fear of you know having a letdown. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if y'all have anything to add to that. If y'all can help me out with that at all. Uh, yes. What? What? I don't. I don't know what you want though. You just told I, me. Oh, he wants to be comforted. Be no, he doesn't. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Royce, <laughs> Royce, you did a freaking amazing job on that story. If you think you need to, I mean, what's the best part of a TV show when it gets when it's building up towards the grand finale? I mean, it's the, the blow off of a wrestling mat or a wrestling program. Yeah, so you gotta have the blow off. You gotta have the blow off. So, but then you know that guy dresses up like Colonel Sanders and wrestles a chicken after having this great program with another guy. And, so and have them the wrestle want, a chicken. Only people want the Colonel Sanders. Yeah, and the chicken. yeah. No, I know what you mean. Just look at Daniel Bryan. So I, I don't Brian think, Danielson? Yeah, Brian Danielson. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I mean I, I don't think I don't, I don't think you got anything to worry about. I think you you might be making a good play. Let them understand like this is really good. Let's take a break. So that way you can because if anything you can do that kind of uh, a goof off session almost. How smart are your correction? How how much <laughs> how much of your players are gonna remember a session? They're remembering this one for the last five There's, days. This one and then another so. session get brought up all the time. And that was meme at first, the great, the best session ever. But it was only two person session, so only two people experienced it. But after, right after that, I was like, "Royce, this might be the best session I've ever been a part of." Like, thanks, you've only been a part of my sessions. <laughs> that really makes me feel great. <laughs> well, the, I, 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 I think you're taking a good route though to just bring it back, cool off, cool off. Let them kind of re-remember that last session again, and then and then you can take that moment to pick up and choose what they mm-hmm. like so much. And then plug that into the next. Uh, that's big the thing. One. It wasn't like story based. It wasn't like the combat wasn't great. It was just like everybody was firing on the same cylinder. Oh, cylinders. So yeah, have that same <laughs> have that same formula again for the next one. You can't like it's five people coming together and one fist. Yeah, yeah. And some days they're going to do that. Some days, some days they're not. Sometimes some day your pinky's going to go backwards. You're going to move forward. Go. You guys are idiots. Yep. You're gonna be like me and miss part of my fingers. <laughs> so I, I don't think you got anything to fear. It's gonna happen. Thanks. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, in my opinion, you can't really capture lightning in a bottle twice. Uh, you're gonna have these awesome one-off sessions that is very memorable, and you're gonna have other parts that aren't memorable. You're gonna have some sessions that only one part of the whole session is memorable. Yep. Like I, I can tell you very cool parts of sessions with Brett. But I can't tell you what the whole session, session was. was about. Um, it's like with the Star Wars one. What was the final end goal by the end of it? We had too much money and that was it. That was it. That's all we know. No, because we let this guy in who enjoyed making people upset by breaking their things. And breaking facts systems. and logic. Yeah. And, and, and so I have a problem with facts and logic. But that's why I listen to conspiracy theories and, and all that yeah. stuff. So and I like D and D because you can BS your way around it because it's magic. Yeah. Like, but so there's a couple like I don't. I, it's you're, they're gonna forget stuff. They're gonna remember stuff. But at the same time, y'all. I don't know what to tell you, boss. I'm gonna tell you yeah, right now. Okay. How it is. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna be okay. Because it's guess what? They've stuck with you for five years. They'll probably stick with it you. It was. For it's five. been rocky sometimes. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. With you. Like remember I said there was a two person session. Yeah. Yeah, it's a two person campaign at the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, so not because you know, like 
big split, uh, but just you know, I'll, like I'll go back, since I'm kind of a beginner DM, <laughs> way beginner DM. All right, I'll go back to one of my most more recent ones, which was uh, the rings I did from based from Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. lore. Uh, with the squirrels and everything. Lord, is that Mount Doom back there? Uh, uh, so, and Royce pointed this out afterwards, and it really hit, and it really made sense to me. So I started everybody out in a prison, uh, barely with, any, with with none of their stuff. I like doing stuff like that. The only person who had things was Adam, mm-hmm. and he had his ukulele because he sweet-talked a guard to keep it. Well, his ukulele was special. It had a hidden uh, weapon in it, and he was able to use it to help get them out. And so that was kind of their out. I gave them an out, and that was fun. I like doing prison starts for me. Uh, you know, I let them I, fight. I too played Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I was adventure like you, Our and so especially uh, Oblivion. And so you know, uh, let them go through a little bitty dungeon crawl, get through some stuff, and then I had them fight the big bad warden of the place. And then soon after, I had them fight a kraken. And they they were in a ship, and they fought the kraken, and they were able to to, to like do some stuff and I gave them context clues to like shoot down a cliff and it would crush it and kill it all this stuff well it was so many high points that people really didn't appreciate the high points uh, if that makes sense it had the really great fight against the warden and then they escaped on the ship from this island place and we fought a warden yeah with yeah, the pit with the pit there was a pit and yeah see this is how, how memorable it was because I remember starting in a prison we escaped because we killed yeah, the warden. Because we killed you, you, and we took one of the rowboats. And the, no, and you took the, not a rowboat. All right, so y'all y'all fought. I remember this because I, I worked hard on it, and I feel bad that <laughs> y'all didn't get like the the same hit off of it like I would have liked you to. So you you escaped the the cells. You got through a bunch of guards, and then y'all are looking to escape on a ship uh, that was only one ship that was there. And the warden uh, came across y'all, and y'all fought around a pit. This pit was uh, basically death sentence pit. You die here, you're sacrificed to the Kraken. And that's where I showed the Kraken for a little bit. I only showed him for a split second. Oh yeah, I remember now. And then y'all fought the warden, y'all got a ring from him because he had a ring and gave it to to James. Mm -hmm. And then y'all escaped. And then soon after, I hit y'all with the Kraken. And I shouldn't have. And and that one, I I can think back to like, it was, it had really good pacing and start, I thought, and Royce told me afterwards, I was like, I want your honest opinion on it, and I'm, I'm a very type of black and white type of guy. I like to, I, I don't like things sugar coated. I want to be hit with facts. And Royce is like, I think you went too fast, too hard, too fast, too fast, too furious, too fast, too furious. It's all about family. family. Four episodes today, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and so Royce like gave me some really good, and this was great uh, for those who DM or know somebody who DMs. This is a, to me, it was a great experience where. Uh, because all my life with Brett, Brett just kind of talked to us as players, mm-hmm. not as really DMs. Uh, so Royce took that moment and like, hey, this is a good time to kind of like spread out your story. You could have had us do a couple other things on the ship, uh, slow it down quite a bit, build up some some intensity of like, oh, you don't have very many shots of the cannon. You know, look at your inventory, some stuff like that. I don't know how much of this you remember. I remember some of it. Some of it. Okay. Uh, so. You know it, that was important to me as as wanting to learn how to write a better D and D story. Mm-hmm. So pacing is is key for that for the players to have a good time. And to me, what it sounds like if your friends are having fun like that, then you're good. You're good. Don't don't stress out. You're fine. Give them another ring of X ray. They'll be good. So a bottomless bottomless glass of rum. That's a solid one. They'll no, have fun. That, with that. that one's not fun. 
then they have to get drunk. So, I mean, it's fine. What about you, Adam? Um, Your most memorable DMing experience. The most memorable I've had um, was when I wanted to start getting better as a DM. I told my other playgroup, the grandparent playgroup, I should say, uh, I told them, I want to get better. I don't want you to pull punches when you're building characters and playing. Like, don't be over the top, disregard me completely, but like, you know, don't be polite. Like, play how you normally play, mm-hmm. but like, don't be too nice about this. Sure. And that's the one where I introduced them. They literally came in on a turnip cart. Because I was like, I don't know how you're going to get here. So it turned into a turnip cart, and so this one dude became a turnip farmer. Or he had a turnip background. It's, it's great, great storytelling. Um, and it starts out with them, and like all these people are upset at a church, and the, there's a clergyman out there trying to calm everybody down and all that. And then there's like um, two shepherds taking their sheep down the road where they just came from, like are going down another road because it's like a cross town, uh, like a, a town with like a crossroads in it, and then nothing but fields and like a church, and that's it. And uh, like, okay, well, we're gonna go talk to these shepherds. Because you mentioned they exist, so they're important. I'm like, crap. So words are like arrows; you can't call them back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, and so it led them into a place called Manhaven, uh, which was like a really seedy, bad town. And they end up taking it over, and it's and it's great because there's a guy that's a Minotaur, and the most OP thing the Minotaur had was labyrinthal memory recall yeah labyrinth recall or whatever so like he can go anywhere and he knows it and so he just ran a circle around a tavern they ended up burning it down by accident uh they got attacked by guys in full plate that i described as adamant didn't know i was describing adamant i just said the black plate and they thought this one player who's like played forever and knows all this stuff kind of like royce reading everything and absorbing it thinks oh that's adamant crap uh, and so, uh, I'm like, no, it's just black painted plate mail. Just, I wanted to give them a uniform color. Sorry. Um, and, uh, yeah, they end up chasing it around and they end up using, this Minotaur uses the guy that he's carrying who is drunk and taking disadvantage, but is being true striked to get normal attacks because he stayed up all night drinking. So I gave him disadvantage, firing backwards upside down at people being chased and he ends up taking him and using him as a weapon to kill a guard, which ended up making the whole thing collapse on them. And that was the first session. And from there... Sounds like a great start. From there, it went downhill. Because I'm trying to... I created a whole assassin faction because one player hates halflings. So I made an assassin faction, nothing of halflings, called the Ankle Shankers, which is based off of a magic card. It is. Uh, Goblin Ankle Shaker. Yeah. Uh, it's heel cutter, but okay. No, there's cut. Anyway, doesn't matter. Anyway, magic's gay. <laughs> Got him. Okay, um, and so they ended up creating their own underground pit, fighting pit, where they because it's like a seedy town. There's like a small shack that you, you like knock on a door mm-hmm. or a, you knock on a, 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 a bookshelf, and it goes down to a massive like underground area. So they turn it into a fighting pit. They buy a bunch of slaves. And they take them down there, and they're like traditional, like, gladiatorial UN 10 rounds. You win your freedom. You can't kill anybody. It's yielding. Uh, they have men and women, uh, servers, and, and fighters, and all. And, and, and the worst part is, underneath this wooden stage they had set up, 
is where the Minotaur took all the halflings he captured half alive and threw them under there and only fed them dead halflings to feast on. Once revived, mutated into a Falmer halfling, and then escaped. Because they forgot to, like, he always mentioned, I'm going to make sure it's, the stage is locked and leave, and he didn't ask that once. I was like, okay, cool, it, it ran away. And he was like, oh no. And then and they ended up taking over Manhaven, and I'm freaking out, because I'm like, oh god, they're killing You just killing made a bunch of murder hobos. No, no, they turned into murder hobos, and I fixed it super easily. <laughs> By giving them a house. No, 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 no. So they went back to the place where they were supposed to, like, the original start, and they got back, and the whole thing was taken over by demons and devils because the church was, like, making sacrifices illegally or bad sacrifices to dark gods, and they were lying to try and get people to come in, and they would sacrifice them. And so this whole town turned into, like, chaos best I can th- chaos demons yeah. like corn I guess corn for for those yeah for, for for my Warhammer fans out there and they were like what happened I was like yeah remember how I gave you guys a hook and you didn't take it and they're like wow you gave us consequences for our actions that's good and I was like mm-hmm. thank you I get and, the dungeon world that goes over front and progressing them and I mean well so so that can also be like a double edged sword in my opinion is having stuff go on while everything else is going on because I mean, I've been in sessions where people did that and didn't turn out too well. I've been in, I've done it and it didn't turn out too well. Um, but I mean, it, I don't know. DMing to me has always been about storytelling first. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to use that to springboard to one of the things that happened with y'all's group that I is a regret of mine. <laughs> um, so we ran Strahd. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and in that. I, you he know, didn't read. I, no, I read through it, and I just didn't have... I should have redirected or reined in where y'all were going. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Strahd, there's, I guess, spoilers for Curse of Strahd. There's a coffin maker that is sheltering vampire spawns because the church is... He's trying to unprotect the church to kill the, the, uh, the clergy and all the people that are staying there because a bunch of stuff. Uh, so y'all talk to the landscaper who stole the bones that was protecting the church found out that the coffin maker had them yep. bullied the coffee ma- coffin maker to take you upstairs into the boxes where the vampire spawns are and at that point I should have just took the vampire spawns out and have y'all crush boxes for no reason and find the bones um, I didn't uh, I stayed too true to the module. module which is something that we can talk about as well as module running um, everybody but James died because James ran away. Because James ran away. He's a you weren't even there for half the fight. No, because I specifically because yeah. I, so I made an old man cleric mm-hmm. who was like super into lore and super into like healing. Like that was his whole thing was like making sure the undead stayed dead. It was a grave yep. cleric. Mm-hmm. For those of you out there who say grave clerics are evil clerics, I'll fight you, but I'm not going to do that. Um, because it's all about having a third dimensional character. But that's a whole nother episode. So. We, so I, I stayed there, and they said oh, we're gonna go check this out. I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna be here at the, I'm gonna be learning." Yeah. Because I'm on a new plane. I don't know anything about mm-hmm. this like church lore, and since we're dealing with vampires, and my mortal knowledge of vampires is that's undead, and that's a no-no. Yep. So I was trying to learn how this plane worked, and that made sense in my character's mind. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there was another situation in that same campaign, campaign earlier that Jordan and Bailey wanted to get into the stagecoach to go and confront Strahd at level like three, three. or four. Yeah. Three. And we're like, we, all the, all, okay, Taunting's Jordan, Jordan, really Jordan and Bailey were our newer players. And we all knew like, no, that's bad. We ain't fighting that. We ain't ready for that. And Bailey's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go fight him. I'm the Avatar and you got to deal with it. You know, all that stuff. And Jordan's like, bet, let's go. And I'm like, they're going to die. Sorry. But yeah, just running modules for me, I've stopped running them straight up. And I go back to that whole, uh, what can I steal from this? What can I take, make my own, or change? Because of that and then um, Out of the Abyss are the only two big ones that I've ran. And in the Out of the Abyss game, it by halfway through it, it had morphed to something completely different. Um, a ton different. Like, kind of like how when I ran the Horde of the Ice Queen, it went in a completely different mm-hmm. direction. Yeah. So, like, I, I bought... First time I DM'd, I've, I've always... There's two types of DMing you can do. You can either do module DMing, or you could do... Free world DMing or homebrew, homebrew as it's called. You don't have to do free world. I'm sorry, homebrew is what it's called. Um, and and so I was like, I don't want to do a homebrew. I want to do a module. This is when Fifth Ed like just came out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I bought it. I bought all the books and the module, and I was like, I'm just gonna do this. This seems fun. I brought it to the camp and all that, and I made the mistake of not reading everything. It's a different type of work. For and a and uh, I some stuff happened. And it, it delved into Tiamat being summoned, and then a time spell happened, and then we had to play my favorite game of who stopped existing. Because if they went back in time and reverted everything, you know... I, I don't want to get into it. It's too complicated. It's whatever. I, how did we end up beating that? You didn't. We didn't. We didn't? No. All I know is I killed a dragon when I wasn't supposed to, and it was great. <laughs> yeah, James, I know, right? <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, I, I, we were talking to Brett about that, uh, that module, about how you let me kill a dragon, and Brett, like, went, why did you let me do that? That shouldn't have been a thing. Because rule of cool? Yeah. yeah. It was so cool! <laughs> I got to kill a dragon with my bare hands! Also, also you were abusing key points. I, yeah, I didn't know how key points went, because I didn't read I it. still don't know how key points went. Uh, it's a short rest. Yeah, I know. So... <laughs> We none of us knew how it worked because we just no no play. yeah no and we I knew three point five yeah that's and, what we played and, we and, skipped fourth ed we went we just stayed on three point five no no we played fourth ed one time no you weren't there I wasn't there you weren't there because that was uh you you were I remember the you were stories. doing something else because that was it was me Nathan Andrew Brett and Michael I think all sat down and did fourth ed one time and Brett said it was stupid because because and no what they did what fourth ed did was they tried taking World of Warcraft and making it pen and paper mm-hmm. yeah. and slapping a D&D coat of paint on it. Which is fine, but it's just weird because, like, 4th Ed existed for, like, two years. And then it got canceled, like, cut. Like, I don't know any... Like, I know my another group I play with, they all bought the books and they gave 4th Ed, like, a good try. They tried it, like, a few times. There's a funny story about this. And then, and then and they're like, we like 5th a lot more. So, uh, one of the guys that I, I play with... Uh, he wanted to start DMing. So, uh, 
for like Christmas or his birthday, he asked his grandmother to uh, get him the books. Oh, yeah, you told me this. So he finally gets them, and then we're talking back and forth. He's asking me questions, and then I reference a page number. He's like, I don't see that. I was like, what do you see? And he starts describing stuff. I'm like, I don't know which book you have. Send me a picture of the, the cover. Sends me a picture. It is the fourth edition Monster Manual. Yeah. And I was like, eh. yeah, this is it. That ain't it, Chief. That ain't it. Uh, and that was, to this day, it always makes me laugh when I think of that. Going back to your Strahd campaign, even though like that happened, we all it was a t- basically a TPK because mm-hmm. uh, we didn't continue the. Your name's the, still deactivated. It is deactivated. Deactivated because <laughs> we were we were like the thing is it's made some hilarious jokes. Oh yeah, I put, like I put monsters in boxes, boxes all, the time. all the time. So from now on, no matter what session we're all, if boxes are there. I'm probably gonna stay away from. Him. I'm like, nah, not you, man, not fan. I ain't fan. No fear. I I ain't touching that. <laughs> Just because of the memes, though. Like, sure, it was it was rough at that time, and I think that's uh, kind of getting into the storytelling of sometimes the DM has to be the bad guy, like the bad bad guy, where the punishment needs to be there. I have a story about that. I actually, I, this is also a mechanical question for you, Mister. I know everything. No, <laughs> no, no. It's, 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 it's this is resolved like okay. a while ago. All right. Um, <clears throat> I just want to know what you would do. Um, so I did a pirate game and it was a lot of fun because it, it was just island hopping mm-hmm. and, uh, no, it's better. <laughs> There's magic. Um, and so it was island hopping until we got to a big, big, like concrete blockade between these two islands. You can go around and it's still there, but it's like, why does this exist? This makes no sense. And so I was sitting there talking about it with one of my friends, and he was like, just make it like a portal to another dimension. It's just blocked away in concrete because you because know, something comes through, but no, like, it's like a one-way door. So if you go around and you go up to the, the concrete, nothing there. But if you, like, break through the concrete, anyway, some terrorists break through it, no big deal. Um, because of some underground uh, wormway that has existed beforehand by some forerunners, some lie lore I made like a up. Episode. Um, yeah, it is. And um, so they break through into a world full of <laughs> they spring into a world full of water. There's no islands. Yeah. And so and so they have to like go underground on these submarines to like underground worlds that exist with these magic bubbles kinda like the Gungans mm-hmm. on Naboo. And uh, but they're not Gungans. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, and and so they end up getting their own uh, bathosphere is what they call them and to power it they needed wind spirits or water and fire spirits they needed to use spirit power to like pretty much capture these uh non-sentient things and use them to power and they go downstairs they like meet a guy who's collecting spirits and like selling them on the black market for all this stuff and this is apparently this is when my party decided to be good for something because they already resurrected skeletons and they put them in boxes called the perpetual motion machines because they just have the command to move on like skeletons pushing a gear yeah. so it's like constantly moving they can attach whatever they sold attachments everything brilliant and no it was really cool until people opened the boxes and then skeletons were there and they freaked out and killed the skeletons um and then they just like this is dark voodoo magic i don't want anything so anyway one of my players cast like so they see this engine and there's like a porthole. Yeah. That's locked. Like it's there's a hinge, but it's like shut. And like magically sealed, can't break into it, whatever. And uh and, and it's trapped in there, and it's just like you can see its face where it just moves around to do 
player cast knock on it. <laughs> and unlocks it. And I sat there and I said, okay, I need to think. They're like, why? I was like, so, so, so you're in a sealed container. And you just opened a high-pressure engine that's built up air. Because this thing moves like a submarine. And, and so, like, what, what am I going to do? Like, what do I need to do? And like, is the port open? Like, yeah, no, like, you went down. He's surfaced. They kind of did, like, what uh, Immortal Engines did where all the small villages got together. Yeah. That's what boats did. They, that, that was the, this. It was great lore. <coughs> um, good. Good lore. Some good lore. No, it's great because one of my players went on a giant promo about what they call their money because it was a different plane. They used different money. Um, it, was, it was great because everyone who had all this gold is now worthless. It's like, <laughs> like bartering. That face is worth uh, um, joining the Patreon. By the so, way, so um, <laughs> so, so I had to sit there and go, "Are you all gonna die? <laughs> that, what's what's gonna happen?" That's never the answer, <laughs> even though it is definitely the best knee jerk uh, reaction. It's like they're all dead. <laughs> so. You're basically asking, what would I have done if someone opened a door underwater? No, they're not underwater. No, they're, no, no. Surfaced. It's it's, oh. it's surfaced. They're in a airtight. They're like in a very tight area, mm-hmm. and they just opened something, and all the air is shooting out, like a steam valve, like a like a valve or whatever, like cracking open a can. You know how you open a can, it goes tss, like that, but in a more concealed area. Does that make sense? So, so he used the spirit elemental to run the engine inside, yeah. and that so, room so this, had to this, have so much pressure. An air cannon. Air cannon. And, and so basically they, yeah. they fired the cannon. They did. Just don't, don't kill him. No, I didn't kill him. So I, so I was sitting there talking about it, and I was talking to the players. I was like, guys, I'm, I want to assume you're dead because the physics are there for it. But that's lame, and I don't want to do that. It's okay. A health potion can fix somebody who's you, been slammed up against the wall. That's why you so, need a fairy tale tattoo. So that's, if you have that tattoo, you can't that's, die. That's why I was like, hey, I have a question. Like, what do you want? And so this player was like, Hey, you want to make this like a level eight air wall spell, which like it launches through, and you get thrown, yeah, and you take like a buku amount of damage. I it's like, do sure, a buku, but whatever. Yeah, no, it's like it was like a level eight spell. Yeah, but um. Okay, here we go. In the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide, it talks about uh, the amount of damage traps should do for what level. And this what. isn't a trap. This is, it, I no, just... but you treat it like a trap or a hazard. Sure, I guess. That's what I would do. Uh-huh. And then so, like, depending on what level, it would be a D10 or 3D10 or 4D10, something like that. And then give them a deck save to get out of the way of the, the air. Or a strength save to not be knocked out. No, it was, it was you're getting hit. Sorry, this sucks. Oh, yeah. But it was like a it was a con save to withstand or fall mm-hmm. prone, and the captain died, and then everyone else like another player died, and I think everyone else either had half their life gone or three quarters of their life gone. Mm-hmm. So they almost all died, and it was it was good, it was great. Uh, I made I made a lot of places after food. Really really fun game, but that was that was definitely the question. Yeah. Was there a do not open sign above the porthole? No. Then that's your fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to signpost everything for my players because I'm not going to... Ro- Their actions have consequences. They're going to have to deal with them. I have a problem that is going to come to a head. Uh-huh. Um, so in Spelljammer, uh, it's space, right? 
space itself is flammable. Yeah. So fire is a real bad no-no. And I've, you know, I've said this like several times. One of the first NPCs they met, or the first NPC they met, was a fire genasi. And I had to go over, her hair's not on fire. It's just fire colored. Because they were like, you can't have fire in space. So one of my players, he he's going to have two pets eventually. Because he's an artificer now with the battlesmith. And he wants to go into wildfire um, druid. And I have told him several times, fire in space will not work. It's mm. a bad idea. He's going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to deal with that coming up. If I'm just going to blow up the ship and then have him wreck on a planet or something. Stop blowing holes in my yeah. ship. <laughs> I, at that point, I would say, yeah. I mean, he's if he tries to use fire, maybe, maybe kind of help him out by saying maybe a, a, a major system was damaged. Yeah. And, and, and that's then, what I had to do is like the, the ship's going to be there's got to be consequences land. well like that okay so so Brett I think back to Brett Brett had consequences for us I, I hate I know where you're going I hate the term stupid action or well, play stupid games one stupid person yeah he, he didn't do that necessarily but like uh, if something stupid happened he knew it was a game mm-hmm. okay let it happen yeah. he wasn't so unless it was Noah because Noah sometimes would get uh, obnoxious about it <laughs> And so he would put Noah's in his place. Right. I'll make do, do obscenely so, dumb things on purpose. Yes, he would do it on purpose, for, and then that's the when Brett was like, he do let it get away with it a couple times. And he's like, I'm I'm done with it. You're gonna you're gonna have consequences. Yeah. No, Brett was like very good of like, oh, I have I have a something to say, but it's not really anyway. I had I had a good anyway. So uh, so he would say if you do something to wrong them or say uh, this this. Uh, this group really hates this group. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're part of this group that really hates them, and you want to walk in the middle of their city. You're 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 going to cause problems. Yeah. And and uh, a couple times people when we play like, oh, that's not fair. Like Noah would say, oh, that's not fair. And Brett's like, you got to signpost. Sorry, that like no. you were a part of a group that really hates this group, and they hate you just as much. And you're walking in the middle of their town. Of course, I'm going to do something to mm-hmm. you. So I, I don't I think that a good consequence is, is key sometimes for character development for the DM so people don't push over the DM because there are players there's times that I play with people they'll they'll push the DM for mm-hmm. stuff and it's like okay I know you really want that but you can't get that right yeah. now but I really want that right now it's like get over it you'll get it eventually why can't we start at level seven instead of level six we'll get there we'll get to seven <laughs> so I I definitely think there's there's some there's a lot I know. I, I have a lot to learn with DMing. Yeah, it's... Uh, I personally like the style where it's not super close to the book. I like reading the room. I like I like going with the flow. I have like my points of the story of the highs, and then I, I try to kind of ad lib and make up stuff to get certain things going at certain points because I think that's just a little bit more fun. Uh, I just have to get better at it, and the only way to get better is to do it. Mm-hmm. So. It's uh, now. How do I fix the fact that I roll max damage as a monster? Okay, (laughs) how how you do that? I don't know. Anyway, so So, if y'all want us to like break down uh, or like write out a session together uh, or something like that, y'all would like to hear a DZ podcast of that. Already have done. Uh, We we would be more than happy to like run a little mini session here on the podcast for uh, a weekly segment. Uh, where we write it up uh, really quickly here, and then we actually run it and just do a short session. If y'all are interested in that, 
we would be down, I'm sure. Or if y'all want a longer podcast episode where we, you know, actually run something, let us know. I think we'd be excited to do that. I already have a little 20 character done, so. Yeah, Adam's ready to go. I don't think I've DM'd for anything higher than 15. Do a, do a level 20 character. Let's okay. go level 20. My character concept is not overpowered. I'll tell you about it whenever the time comes. Is it 18 Grave Cleric, no. 2 Assassins? No! Or the reverse of that? It's a full Ranger. Full? Okay, coward. coward. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, what I brought to the table and what we have brought to the table. And you can always bring your own thing to the table because the table's open. <laughs> yeah, it is. And if y'all want to find those openings, uh, links is in the description down below. So we have a Discord with a podcast tab. There's plenty of other tabs there too, but we have a specific podcast tab that if y'all want to either talk about what we have discussed uh, with other people in the community, you can talk there. Or if y'all want to give us some ideas or some topics that you would like to hear or something, or just give us constructive criticism uh, on the podcast in general. I will take it. I'm not taking criticism at this time. I'll I'm take sorry. anything you give me. Facts. Same. So, uh, and if you want to see our faces, uh, we do have a Patreon that's for like my primary, like YouTube and everything, but we do post the uh, video only of these podcasts there. If you want to see these amazing sunglasses that Royce has on and this amazing Bucky uh, shirt. Uh, sorry. Uh, shirt that, uh, Hawaiian shirt that Adam's wearing. We're all wearing some pretty beautiful Hawaiian shirts, if I do say so myself. So... Thank you all so very much for uh, listening. Oh, man, that watched hand line, though. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. bye.